Show. Your home for Southeast Motorsports coverage. Here's your host, Tom Baker. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's Lead Lap Show. I am Tom Baker. It is great to be back in the WSIC studio in Statesville, North Carolina, and we have yet another of the rising young racing stars from the Charlotte Lake Norman area that uh, has joined us in the studio to tell you a little bit about his story and what he has going on. His name is Sean Abel. Sean is 15 years old, and Sean is currently racing Legends Cars. Those of you who are longtime listeners of this show have heard from Sean a couple times, but uh, since we know we always have new audience that tunes in to hear Lee Lap uh, for the first time. Sean, first of all, tell us how old you are. I am 15 years old, and I'm from Mooresville, North Carolina. You're from Mooresville here, and uh, you you uh, are homeschooled, you were telling me just now, but uh, that's through uh, what online school? Um, so it is through the uh, the county, so it's Iredell Statesville Schools. So oh, they, okay. Yeah, they just have their online system that we do. Nice. Okay, so you're, uh, you're homeschooled. You can keep the mic up there. You don't have to keep pulling it back and forth. So, Sean, first of all, um, what got you interested in racing and how old were you? Um, so I was actually 10 years old when I did my first test on the fifth mile behind the speedway um, at Charlotte Motor Speedway. Is that in a Legends car? It was actually in a Bando. In a Bando. And it was my first time ever in a car because really I was too short to drive a, uh, a go-kart or anything. They wouldn't let me drive, but... Luckily, once I got racing, I sort of got to convince them to let me take a uh, go-kart out a few times. Um, but when I lived in New York, we moved about five years ago. Hang on. So you, whereabouts in New York are you from? Um, I am from just north of Albany, New York. Ah, okay. Just north of the state capital. So upstate, but not central. Um not New York City, folks. New York State. <laughs> everybody, I everybody said because I'm obviously from New York as well, and everybody says that thinks when I say that they think I'm from the city. It's like no state, nowhere near the city. Actually, where I'm from is about six hours northwest. So uh, you're from Albany area, and you moved here five years ago. Was it was that to for racing or for some other purpose? Yes, we moved down here five years ago so that I could get in the bandolero because in new york there's they're big on drag racing and dirt racing and it would have been a long drive for us to get to any bando track yeah um gosh the southern tier would have been bethel i think would have been your closest which has to be probably a three-hour drive or so for you to get there i would guess but yeah that would have been a haul so you came down here for racing and you got was that after you had already done the test uh yes it was about Half a year after we did the test, uh, I loved it so much that I convinced my mom to let us move down here. Wow. That's uh, you must be a great salesman. We may need to talk to you about working for us here at the station uh, because, boy, that had to be a heck of a sales pitch for the family just to pick up and move south so that you could race. Okay, so and you were how old when you moved here? Uh, I was 10 years old. 10. So when did you actually start racing, though? Um, so it was actually the following summer, and my birthday is July 19th, so I was just turning 11 once I did my first race. In a bandolero? Yes, it was uh, Beginner Bandos at Charlotte Motor Speedway. Was that during the shootout? 
Yes, it was. Wow, your first racing experience is during the biggest uh, Bandolero Legends series anywhere in the country during the year. Wow. Um, that's like, for those of you listening, that's like starting your NFL career in the Super Bowl, um, pretty much. So uh, how did you do? What, what? Tell us about your first race. What do you remember? So I remember it being extremely hot, of course, as you know, the summer's down here. Oh, yes. Extremely hot. It's going to be in the 90s next week. Um, so it was... It was a ton of fun. You know, I was extremely nervous, of course, with the heat and everything that all played in. Um, but the summer was very successful. We finished in the top five every race. Wow. Okay, who were you racing with? Because I, I know you didn't have your own car. Which team were you with? I was with Cram Racing. Oh, okay. Dawson Cram and, and his, that's great. Um, yeah, that was good equipment. Dawson did a really good job of the band. It was the legends. He was one of the best of his era in those divisions. Um, and so what was it like for you to finally get out there and compete against some of the best in the country? That's pretty impressive to be top five like that right off the bat. It was, it was a ton of fun. Of course, the competition's always super steep at Charlotte. That's yeah. why we love it so much. And, you know, once we started out in beginners, we quickly moved through the rankings to always be with the best competition. So um, you you went, did you move up after that season? That would have been what year? 2005? No. 20, it was 2017. 17. Okay. Yeah. So what did you do for 18? Did you graduate out of beginners up into which class? So actually after um, the first summer shootout that we ran, right after that, we decided to move into bandits. Okay. So you were in beginner bandits and you moved to bandits after that shootout. Did you continue to run up front in that class too? We did. Of course, it got even, you know, the competition was even more steep as we moved through bandits and outlaws. Yeah. Um, But we did continue to run top five, top 10. And I actually didn't get my first win until... um, the spring of 2021 in the legend car. Okay. So, um, oh, so you didn't win any races in the bando. You were there. I mean, you were in the mix. You just didn't quite crack through to victory lane until you got to the legends car. Yes. Now, what was the trend? So you made the transition in 21 to the legends. Uh, it was, uh, January of 2020. Okay. So, wow. Okay. So, um, and I know that that was a really tough year with, uh, COVID and all of that. They still, did they still have the shootout that year? I think they did, didn't they? Yes, they did. Yeah, um, no fans. Yeah, there was no fans. So they didn't get to do masks, any 95 degrees. You're wearing a mask. Um, that's great for the, uh, old internal organs. Um, but, uh, you guys got through it and, uh, how did you do your first year there? Um, we did, all right. We actually, so when we bought the car, we realized that our uh, chassis was basically like a U. Uh, so we were struggling being tight the whole summer, and we didn't figure out why until about three quarters through the summer. So in other words, uh, again, for the listeners who don't understand that uh, lingo, the, the chassis was bent. That would basically think of it like you're driving your passenger car and the frame of the car is bent. So it wouldn't it wouldn't handle correctly because it wouldn't roll correctly is basically the problem you were having. Um, it would bind up and do all kinds of crazy things. And so um, now were you still racing for the Crams when you move it up to Legends? Because at some point I know you you changed teams. It was actually uh, two races into the summer shootout in 2020 when we moved to uh, Joe Ryan. Okay, so you went to Joe Ryan next. Now, I didn't know about this part of your career. So um, what was it like racing with uh, with Joe Ryan? Because that's a top team. 
It was definitely a change. Um, you know, it was good. We were able to, I think, well, we were able to talk over more, you know, look over more GoPro footage and notes yeah. and things like that. So how did you do that year overall? Um, it was really uh, a challenging year. Um, we did, I believe we finished top five, and actually the majority of the races, once we figured out that chassis problem, uh, but it was a pretty challenging year, but once we got into the 2021 season, that's where everything really started to take off. Yeah, and you changed teams again. Yes. Talk about that. Um, so when we changed over to Stowell Racing, we really liked working with them. It was, you know, it was different because, you know, moving from team to team, it's definitely a challenge working yeah. with different people. Um, but we we were very successful in the winter series of 2021. We finished uh, top five in every race and competed very well. And so you uh, you ran the shootout with them, and you had a good season in 21. That's when you got your first win, right? Was with with Stillwells. Yes. Um, so actually, um, so they did. Four Performance Racing School was at the track over uh, the winter series in 2021, and they were just looking for drivers and. Um, to be a part of their combine, which we didn't know until a few weeks before we were invited to be a part of that. Um, they did uh, interviews in the morning, and um, we went to the track in the afternoon and did some consistency laps, and they do some setup changes and things like that. Um, but that was definitely a game changer, being with the racing school as well as Stillwell Racing. Um, the 2021 summer shootout was definitely a success. We were all learning as we went, um, but our third race in, we actually got our first win. Um, and that was my first win ever at Charlotte Murder Speedway. Um, so that was definitely a big success. Um, and we finished in the top five in every race and actually finished third overall in the point standings. Wow. That's a huge season. So, um, I want to talk a little bit about the Ford performance thing, because again, I know there are people who are listening to this for the first time who really would, I think probably tend to believe that maybe this is sort of more than what it is, and yet it's not insignificant at all. So um, in the time that we have left in this segment, first of all, um, tell us about the Combine real quick, and then we'll pick this up on the other side of the break. So the Combine, um, when we got there, um, they had us sit there, and we all talked about how the day was going to go. And we actually sat down um, and did a few interviews. I got to sit with a bunch of the coworkers and um, we did interviews for about, I believe it was four hours in the morning. So it was a long time. And that was actually my first time doing interviews like that. Um, but once we got to the afternoon, that's when we got to the driving part, which is, of course, the most fun part. Um, and we would do basically like a racing session where we would go out for 20 laps and see how consistent you were. And then they would change your setup and you have to tell them, you know, what changed and, you know, what you felt and if you liked it or if you didn't. And so there was a lot that went into it. Yeah. It sounds like it was uh pretty involved. How many kids were there? Uh, there was five different drivers throughout. Um, there was, they were from, there was a few from dirt and there was a few that already were familiar with legend cars. Oh, okay. So you came, you were one of those, you came yes. in with some experience. So that definitely helped. Okay. So here's what we're going to do. We've got to step aside and pay some bills, but when we come back on the Lee Lap Show, we are going to continue our conversation with young Sean Abel out of Mooresville, who is running in the Legends Car Division and looking to move up into the late models hopefully soon. We'll talk more about the Ford Performance Combine on the other side. Back with more Lee Lap after this. 
I found hope in the midst of an overwhelming situation. I let go of trying to control things that I had no control over, and that helped me find peace of mind. Alcoholism is a disease that can affect any family. Everyone suffers, but there is help and hope at Al-Anon Family Groups. I was constantly stressed and worried. Now I approach each day with joy and gratitude. In Al-Anon, families and friends of alcoholics find new ways to heal from the effects of a loved one's drinking. Al-Anon gave me my life back. I'm a better father and husband. Are you in an overwhelming situation because of someone else's drinking? Al-Anon and Alateen can help. Local and virtual meetings are available. Maybe one could work for you. For information, call 1-866-200-0033 or visit alanon.org slash hope. Is your job sucking the life out of you? Wake up. You can do something else. Information technology. I know what you're thinking, but I'm not a math and science person. No problem and no excuses. Go to mycomputercareer.edu and take the free career evaluation today. You can start your new life as an IT pro in as little as four months. Mycomputercareer.edu. That's mycomputercareer.edu. Parents, your son or daughter has had their license for a while now, but you want to make sure they're prepared for any situation they may face on the road. High school driver's ed doesn't teach them to drive defensively. They need to be prepared for any highway emergency. For less than a month's insurance, and a whole lot less, BSR instructors at Summit Point Motorsports Park in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, will teach your son or daughter how to respond instantly and positively to unexpected situations on the road. BSR's specialized accident avoidance training teaches swerve to avoid maneuvers at highway speed, ocular driving, which focuses driving attention on ways to avoid accidents, vehicle dynamics and feedback, skid control and skid recovery, threshold braking on straights and progressive braking on curves, and off-road recovery techniques. This is stuff driver's ed simply doesn't teach. So call BSR today, 304-725-8444. Give your kid the skill set needed to drive safely and responsibly on the highway. That's 304-725-8444. This is a test to find out if you know it all when it comes to children. Name one of the leading killers of U.S. children age 1 to 13. What's the best way to protect children in a car crash? At what age and size should a child start using a booster seat? Don't assume you know it all when it comes to car seats for your child. Go to safercar.gov slash the right seat and know for sure. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Hey guys, this is Nathan Bird, a.k.a. Birdman, and you're listening to Lead Lap Radio. Welcome back to the show. Tom Baker with you and Sean Abel is in studio with us. Sean is 15 from Mooresville, North Carolina, and one of the top young legends car racers. Uh, and before the break, we were talking about the first uh, combine that uh, Sean was invited to that Ford Performance Race. Is it Ford Performance Racing School? Is that what it's called, Sean? Yes. Yes. Okay. So you were invited to the uh, the first combine, and you were talking to us about um, having the sort of off track thing in the morning, and then you got on the track and did some racing simulation during the day. Um, 
how you had five drivers you were one of five i guess right um how did what kind of feedback were you getting and obviously uh they liked something because they picked you to drive the car so talk about how that all kind of came about and how they graded and what were they looking for and all that um so they all sat there and you know they had their sheets out and they were grading the whole time you know just seeing how everybody's performance was from of course a talking standpoint and a driving standpoint cuz both nowadays are both equally important um but with the feedback session where um they had us sit on the track and we would tell them you know how the car felt as they're in the back of the car changing the setup um i think that was one thing that really helped the de- help it really go through um they liked my feedback a lot well that uh like i said you did something right because they chose you to drive for them now um i want to sort of put this into perspective because i think a lot of people who are nascar fans and know that okay chevy has development drivers toyota has development drivers ford has development drivers um you're not technically a ford motorsports development driver you are racing for and with the ford performance racing school which is a separate entity all it to itself correct yes Okay, so um, now we go back to uh, your first season racing for the school. You're still sort of with Stillwells, but for performance, racing school is overseeing your car and all of that for you. What was it like to go to the shootout knowing that you're driving for anything with a blue oval on it? It was definitely, you know, an awesome experience, of course, you know, being able to be essentially the face of Fort Performance Racing School on the track. And, you know, working with them the whole summer was definitely a game changer. So talk a little bit about who is, who are the people with Ford Performance that um, you're directly working with in the Legends and how did they interact with you? Who played what role, that sort of thing? Um, so Matt Riley, he, uh, he helps coach me and he helped coach me uh, the first year and he's helped developing um the new driver that's going to be in Young Lions this year as well. Um, and he was also my spotter, so I'm hoping that he'll be my spotter again this year as well. And um, Caden Hanks, uh, he helps work on the car. And there's so many others to add. Okay, so um, talk a little bit about driving a Legends car. For those who aren't maybe familiar, these are not full-size cars, um, but... And, and the bodies resemble old sort of 1930s coupes, and they used to have coaches. I don't see too many of those around anymore, but I think most everybody's running the coupe now. But um, talk a little bit about what they're like to drive on a quarter-mile track or a fifth mile like you run at uh, the shootout. And then they also do race on the bigger tracks around here, too, like Hickory. Um, so coming from a Bando to a Legend car, of course, the Bando is definitely a momentum car and trying to because it doesn't have much horsepower, so you're always trying to keep the wheels straight and being the gas, where with the Legend car, you know, it's much more horsepower coming from that, and you're on the brakes, you know, a lot on entry, where with the Bando, you sort of just tap them and try to roll as much as you could. Um, But with this car, you almost have to be smooth, but at the same time, be on the wheel a little bit, you know, snapping it, because it does have a short wheelbase. So, but the, the Bandolero is also only half suspended. 
And so I kind of call them Reese's peanut butter cup cars because it's like somebody smashed chocolate into peanut butter. It's almost like somebody took a go-kart and smashed it into a race car um, and it made this thing that looks cool, but it, it only it only has shocks and springs on half the car. So, like you said, it's very underpowered. It's a very momentum-oriented car, whereas the Legends car, you run the basically the, the motorcycle-type engines with the straight-line gearbox, and your horsepower-to-weight ratio is high enough that it makes the car very difficult to handle. Is that about right? Yes, that sounds right. Okay. Yeah. So, um, you... Talk about uh, your first year and the success that you had. Walk us through what it was like in 21. Uh, so leading up to the summer shootout and the combine, actually, um, with Stillwell Racing, we went over to Southern National. They set up a, a road course. It was partially in the infield as well as the outside of the track. Oh. Um, and I won uh, all four races there for my division. Um, so we had some success. Nice. We had a lot of success leading up to the combine and the summer shootout as well. Um, and after the summer shootout, um, we went to the firm, uh, Fort Performance Racing School. They set up the car and Stillwell uh, drove the car down to Florida and worked on it while it was there. Uh, we won three out of the four races and one overhaul in the point standings there. Uh, yeah, nice. And going into uh, World Finals, which is was at Charlotte Motor Speedway last year, uh, we— Oh, that's right. We won the heat race, uh, and then coming into the next day, we were having some car troubles, which, well, of course, caused us to have troubles a little bit in the race. Um, but we held off the leader for eight out of the ten laps, and then with a few to go, he got around us. So we ended up finishing second. Um, a little bit you know, disappointing, of course, because we were so strong. Um, but that's all about racing. That's how it goes. Well, yeah, um, you still had a great run. And now coming into this season in in – 22 you're still you've resigned with ford performance right and you're running legends again yes so we sat down in november uh with ford performance racing school and we talked about our plans for the 2022 season and what we were planning to do and what tracks we wanted to run and uh we all discussed and they decided they wanted me to uh run with them for the 2022 season okay so you're back again and you've moved up a division and again, for those listening who are not familiar, um, you always start in the Young Lions unless you're over 15, and then you start in semi-pro. But starting Young Lions, you can either move to semi-pro or you can go straight to the pro division. Um, you chose to go to semi-pro. Why? Um, so we feel that semi-pro is now going to be the division that a lot of the cars are moving up to. So we feel like we're going to have oh, really? the most competition in that class, and that's what we're always searching for is the best competition are people kind of getting weary of the pro class for some reason or what what is it why do you feel like the semi-pro class is going to be the new desired class um i feel like it's just the pro division um it's a good division there's always a lot of great cars and they're always mm -hmm. very fast um but it's not always a division that you can travel around and have enough cars to you know okay. get points things yeah. like that yeah, and that's, um, again, the Legends Award points. Um, it's a national point system, and uh, any track that you run your Legends car at, you get points, but they ha they, it kind of works like if you, ha you, if you have a minimum number of cars or you have to have a minimum number of cars to get full points paid out, if you only have you know five or six cars, 
then the point values aren't the same because it's not considered a full competitive field. Um, And it's interesting because over the years I've seen a lot of drivers do what we call cherry picking where they'll, they'll go chase races where they know there's not going to be that many cars just so they can win them and, and get the points and win the national championship, which is based on, I think it's your best 25 races. Um, but, um, you, so I, I would agree but on, with your strategy there. It seems like there's more semi pro than there is anything else. And that's the class that usually is sort of the more casual racer class. The ones not trying to necessarily move up and out of the division, go on and do other things. Um, so, um, and I think a lot of times it's cleaner in terms of the racing too. The pro class can be very aggressive and a lot of times there's more accidents and more contact and all of that. Um, so you're going to be running semi-pro talk about, um, your season so far. Uh, so we, once we move to the semi-pro, um, so the first races that we do, um, it's Charlotte Motor Speedway on the road course side, which I enjoy the road course. It's a change from oval and it only happens a, you know, a fraction of the year. Um, and I won my second race in the semi-pro division. So we're definitely doing a lot of winning. Yes. And, um, and then we finished uh, in the top three, every other race, um, nice. throughout the winter series and finished second overall in points. That's a, that's a good start to the year. So what is your schedule going to be for this year with the legends car to the best that you know about it now? Um, so the plan is of course, to run the 10 race series of the summer shootout. Um, and then after that, we're planning to go to New Hampshire um, because Road Course World Finals is going to be in New Hampshire in October. At Loudon? Um, it's actually at the Speedway. Yeah. Loudon, yes. New yeah. Hampshire yeah. International. Yeah. Yeah, that's oh, right. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Nice. That's a nice road course. Yes. So we're planning That'll to fun. we're planning to go up there for that, and then you know we'll see how the rest of the season goes. Going to bring your car up there to New Hampshire, and uh, yeah, um, I have a lot of friends from up there, so I can I can do that and get away with it. They know I'm just teasing. So uh, you uh, you you've, you're off to it. Like I said, a great start to the year. The summer shootout's never an easy um, easy competition. What's it like to go through a race day, especially at the shootout, because it doesn't stop once you start, right? I mean, it's it's it it just basically is go 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 till it's over. Right, yeah, we get there right early. Um, well, we get there about 1 o'clock, and then, you know, we're constantly going over the scales, getting the car ready, and then, you know, it always moves very fast once everything starts going, so we're always rushing to get back in the car. Yeah, it's a, it's a crazy schedule. And by the way, if y'all have never been to the shootout, um, go check it out when it starts. Grandstand seats are always a plenty, and uh, these kids put on amazing shows. There's also a master's class for drivers over 35, and sometimes that is the absolute best racing of the entire evening, watching those veterans go out there and uh, and, and race each other. So uh, we're going to have more with young Sean Abel when Lead Lap continues right after this. You own a performance car and you know how to drive, but you want to learn real performance driving. Well, Bunky, get that car off the street and onto the track. Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier road racing facility, located just over an hour from D.C. in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, is the place to go. And you'll find that Friday at the track is going to give you what you need. For less than a monthly car payment, you can attend this regularly scheduled one-day instructional event in your street car on one of Summit Point's three world-class road racing circuits. You'll receive classroom instruction, skid pad instruction in their cars, including including front and rear skid control, and four 20-minute in-your-car instructional sessions from a professional instructor. Have fun. 
go fast, and really learn how to drive. Call 304-725-8444 for class schedules and details. That's 304-725-8444, Friday at the track at Summit Point Motorsports Park. Most of us like to be out in the sun. That's why sunscreen and other safety measures are key to protecting your skin from aging and cancer. The FDA recommends using a sunscreen with an SPF of 15 or higher. Also, look for broad spectrum on the label. That means both harmful ultraviolet A and B rays are blocked. Remember, SPF plus broad spectrum equal healthy fun in the sun. Visit www.fda.gov sunscreen for more information. A message from the U.S. Food and Drug Administration. I found hope in the midst of an overwhelming situation. Alcoholism can affect any family. Are you in an overwhelming situation because of someone else's drinking? Al-Anon and Alateen can help. Call 866-200-0033 or visit alanonorg slash hope. Is your job sucking the life out of you? Wake up. You can do something else. Information technology. I know what you're thinking, but I'm not a math and science person. No problem and no excuses. Because it's not rocket science, it's My Computer Career. Go to mycomputercareer.edu and take the free career evaluation today. You can start your new life as an IT pro in as little as four months. Mycomputercareer.edu, that's mycomputercareer.edu. The Performance Motorsports Network is a compilation of shows about motorsports. From technical to controversial to just fun, everything you like about racing and gearhead stuff is right here on one internet channel. The Performance Motorsports Network. Tell your friends about it. Hi, I'm Reed Sorensen. Racing has been a part of me and my family for as long as I can remember. I had to make tough choices early on to get to the top. It took hard work and dedication. But it's those tough choices that help me prepare for challenges I would face as a cup driver. Make the right choices today and be ready for the challenges tomorrow. This message is brought to you by the U.S. Air Force. Hey, I'm Howie Nisigano, and you're listening to Be Lab Radio. Welcome back to Lead Lap. As we continue with this week's program, we have got Sean Abel in studio with us, and we've been learning a little bit about Sean's uh, young racing career to date, and he's done a lot of winning uh, and uh, really has done a great job in the Legends Car Division, but... Sean is not uh, looking to stay there forever. Sean wants to, like a lot of other young racers, make the move up the ladder, of which uh, late model would be the next step that is normally taken. And I understand, Sean, that you actually had the opportunity this last fall to test a late model. First of all, tell us whose late model it was and talk about where it was and just walk us through that experience. Uh, so we did it with uh, Brandon Setzer. Um and we actually wow, we one did of the it best. yes and we did it at um Hickory Motor Speedway um so that was definitely a ton of fun getting into you know a bigger car like that um and just trying it out and see how it goes what was it like what take us through it as if we were kind of in your brain a little bit what was 
What were the things that made it difficult? What was kind of easy? First of all, for those of you listening who are close to my age and you go, is, is Brandon Setzer any relation to Dennis? Yes, that's his son. And yes, his son can flat drive just like daddy. But uh, they also have a program now that um, they it's, you know, kind of your driver development, arrive and drive sort of thing where they lease the car out to other talented young racers like Sean. So, Sean, what was that day like? Because this is way bigger than a Legends car. Um, so when we first got there, you know, realizing how big the car actually is, of course, compared to a legend car, you know, um, so getting used to a full size car like that. And of course, you know, constantly it pushing down on you throughout the corner, you know, things like that, that we didn't experience much in the legend car. Cause we're usually on the quarter mile or on a road course. What was the most difficult adjustment? Because again, you got this big old race car wrapped around you now and i imagine trying to figure out for example how close to the wall am i those types of things talk about those things um so yes of course the wall being you know double the size of a legend car that definitely changed things you know your views completely change once you get in a bigger car like this and then you step out of it of course you have to sort of regroup yourself again realizing you know, how close you are to the wall now compared to how you were in the legend car. So how did you do in the late model the first time? So I actually did uh, very well, of course, you know, the first, so we did like a hundred lap test. Basically we did, you know, 10 laps or so, and then we'd pull in and talk about it and then go back out again. Um, So for the first, you know, 20, 30 laps or so, we took it easy just to sort of get a feel for the track. Um, But once we got going, I was on full on, you know, let's just, let's go, let's keep going. So yeah. I I can't imagine why. Yeah, we um so it was a ton of fun. We just kept trying to get better and better, of course, and we weren't focused on setup or anything like that, but just focused on, you know, getting in a rhythm. Yeah, and so now what kind of feedback did Brandon give you after the uh session was over with? Um so of course, um before really it all started as well, he told me that you know, with a late model, you got to be smooth. You know, this has a lot more power than a legend car does. Yeah. So being being smooth on the gas, being smooth on the wheel definitely plays in a lot. Okay, so you did the late model test, but you didn't actually ever get to, you haven't gotten to race one as of yet, correct? Yes, that's right. What, are there any plans this year for you to do that? Or is it mostly legends focused for one more year? It's not like you're getting too old for the legends cars, but just curious. Um, So actually, We haven't really discussed much. Well, we discussed it quite a bit, actually. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Tell us the truth now. So we're planning after the summer shootout to potentially um, go out and do a few races in the late model um, in the Pro Series. Um, So that's something that's still in the works, of course, but it's something that we hope to do after the summer shootout. So from the Legends to the late model... For the listeners who just aren't very familiar, obviously the size is a big deal, but what is it like mentally trying to get used to the difference in speed? What do you have to do different as a driver in the late model than what you do with the Legends to be fast? Well, the main thing with being fast, like you know, like I said, was being very smooth. Okay, That's just the main thing to it is, of course, you know, being as smooth as you can on the wheel and, you know, trying to hit your marks lap after lap. Yeah, see, that I was wondering if you were going to mention that because I don't think a lot of fans understand that when racers are driving, 
when you're out there on the track, you're driving, you know, 50, 60, 80, 100, whatever miles an hour, right? And you're trying to hit, you, you want to get off the gas at the exact same point. You want to get, you know, if you have to brake, you brake at the same point. You get off the brakes and back on the gas at the same Like, that all happens in a matter of, you got to process all this in a matter of 15 seconds or 16 seconds. What, what do you do to prepare for that sort of thing mentally? So I think mentally, that's definitely, of course, physically as well, holding that car for, you know, 150 laps, you know, trying to constantly do that and hit your marks every yeah. lap. But of course, mentally preparing yourself for those, you know, you got to be, your reaction time has to be perfect and you have to exactly know when to get on the gas or, you know, if you can feel the car, when it's going to snap out. Yeah. And you mentioned the physical part. Now, you know, anybody that knows you and has ever seen you, you're not you're not a very big guy, right? I mean, your hair is almost as tall as you are, right? You've kind of got the hockey hair going and but you're you're well, how much do you weigh? I well, my plan was after the summer to weigh about a hundred pounds. You know, that's the plan, but right now I'm I'm ninety five on a good day. Ninety five pounds, everybody, and he's uh, horsing a late model around the track. I mean, was was that an issue for you? Because those things can be pretty tough to drive. I know you only ran a hundred laps, but did you feel it at all? Like you were kind of the, the the old phrase falling out of the seat a little bit. Well, the late model definitely moves you around a lot more than the legend car does. But I was ready to go a few hundred more laps. Yeah, I bet you were. Uh, you would have driven it till your arms fell off, I'm sure. Um, but, I mean, did they actually have a seat small enough to fit you? So, actually, it was um, William Swalich. It was his seat that oh. was in the car. Yeah. <laughs> so, I guess, I mean, it looks like he's sort of the same build as me. He's, yeah, he's, he's a, a bit taller. taller yeah. yeah um, so, they had to do, a little more. They had to do some... Uh, little adjusting with the pedals and things like yeah, that. Yeah, I bet they did. Um and and again, we're not, you know, we're not making fun of you, but it's part of your story, right? You're you're really probably over accomplishing for for um in all in that sense, but the Legends car is certainly not that much of a problem for you. Um now, what do you like to do when you're not racing? So I actually run my own lawn mowing business that I started when I was 11 years old when we moved to North Carolina. Wait a minute. Okay. He, 15 years old. He's a businessman, folks. <laughs> he owns his own lawn mowing, lawn mowing business. Well, so you're on a radio station here in, in your area. So where where do you mow lawns? How What's your coverage range? So we mainly just mow in Mooresville, especially with the price of gas going up. We used to mow <laughs> yeah. down in Concord, but now we're sort of strictly staying in Mooresville. All right. So uh, if anybody's listening in the Mooresville area, do you have availability of adding new uh, clients? Yes, of course. Okay. So here's where we're going to teach you how to be a salesman, Sean. So if you are listening to us in the Mooresville area and you need somebody to come and take care of your lawn, first of all, Sean, when you say you mow lawns, do you just mow or do you weed eat? Do you, what services does your uh, lawn mowing business offer, young man? Um, so we, of course, you know, we'll edge the driveways in the road, we'll blow off, um, we'll weed whack everything and mow. Um, and we do some jobs in the fall and in the spring with like aerating and seeding and we'll put down pine straw and trim bushes and things like that. Wow, 15 years old. Okay, so um, what is the name of your business? Uh, so it's actually Sean's Lawns. 
<laughs> Got real creative. I like that. Sean's lawns. All right. So if if you're listening to this and you're in Mooresville and you would like to hire Sean to come and take care of your lawn, um, how can they do this, Sean? How do they reach you? Um, so they can either, of course, call me or my mom. My mom's usually the one that takes care of the calls and things like that that come through. Um, mom's the secretary. But I do also have an Instagram page where I have all my information on there. Okay, so um, go ahead and give the phone number out. Um, so it's 518-744-7747. Say it again. 518-744-7747. There we go. So uh, if you want, uh, if you need somebody to come in, you've been doing this since you were 11, four years. How many lawns do you, how many clients, how many lawns do you do every summer? So we actually, last summer, we brought it up to over 30 lawns that we did every week? week. Yes. And But this is all, I mean, I enjoy it. I love going out. I love being outside. Um, but this is all strictly for racing. All this money, well, the majority of the money goes to racing. In fact, you know what? I'm giving them a double bell for that because how many young folks do you know, those of you listening, who are willing to work that hard just to pay for their, uh, their profession and the thing they want to do? Um, you obviously uh, are not one of these youngins that, comes from unlimited resources, not that um, the youngins should be blamed for that, but um, you, you're in a position where you have to do something in order to be able to afford to race. So you're doing all these lawns to pay for your racing. That's awesome. Um, and so now how many lawns in a day do you do? So we actually, well, I say we because I still have my permits, so my mom actually has to ride with me. Oh, gosh. Yeah, so I make it, you know, I'm tough so on she's that. she's with yeah. you all day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Your mom is a princess. So um, we usually, like this week, we're probably going to mow Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and we'll knock out maybe seven or eight lawns a day. Wow. All over Mooresville then, basically. Yes, and that's still moving around my mom's working schedule. And, and what does your mom do? Um, so she works, um, with like drug discovery. Um, so her, uh, her business is based in China. So she works with putting new drugs on the market. Okay. Interesting. So she does that and, and kind of, um, helps you in the meantime. And you're the only one doing the mowing. Is that right? So I mow actually, I let her mow sometimes and I'll, you know, I'll get it all done. I'll, you know, I'll edge and weed whack and blow everything off and I'll let her get on the mower. Yeah. Your mom is the best, right? Um, Okay. So we are going to find out more about Sean Abel as we continues right after this. Do you love the sound of high revving motors and the smell of burning rubber? Do you want to get your car sideways right at the ragged edge of control? If you've always wanted to try drifting or learn to improve your drifting skills, Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier motorsports facility, has the expert instructors and the specialized track to teach you how to drift and the skills necessary to drift competitively. From skid pad to open sessions, Summit Point Motorsports Park has the safe and open environment that allows drifters of all skill levels new to intermediate to get sideways and smoking. With a focus on safety and the skill set necessary to drift competitively, Summit Point Motorsports Park's Drift Nirvana is just the thing for you. Call for your reservation today, 304-725-8444. Or for more information, go online, summitpoint-raceway.com, or you can email them at office at bsrinc.com. Drift Nirvana, getting you sideways the right way. I found hope in the midst of an overwhelming situation. 
I let go of trying to control things that I had no control over. And that helped me find peace of mind. Alcoholism is a disease that can affect any family. Everyone suffers. But there is help and hope at Al-Anon Family Groups. I was constantly stressed and worried. Now I approach each day with joy and gratitude. In Al-Anon, families and friends of alcoholics find new ways to heal from the effects of a loved one's drinking. Al-Anon gave me my life back. I'm a better father and husband. Are you in an overwhelming situation because of someone else's drinking? Al-Anon and Alateen can help. Local and virtual meetings are available. Maybe one could work for you. For information, call 1-866-200-0033 or visit alanon.org slash hope. What an awesome game. What's up with your car? I don't know. It won't start. How are we getting home? Chill. My parents signed me up for the roadside assistance from Lewis Meineke. It was free with my oil change. They'd come and get the car started or get us home and tow the car to the shop. Good to know. With my driving, my parents never know what to expect. When you join the Meineke Car Care Club with a $35 preferred service, you get four free months of roadside assistance, including tire change, battery jump, lockout service, towing, and more. Contact Lewis Meineke, located on Route 1, or call 827-2054. When do you think of a plumber? Like most people, even if it's an emergency, you can be confident about who will arrive to help you. For quality and reliability, count on someone you can trust. Call on the plumbing services of Hague Quality Water of Maryland. Plumbing doesn't have to be an emergency. We handle all kinds of preventative maintenance, too. Hague Quality Water of Maryland is family-owned here in Annapolis since 1993. For a refreshing choice, call us at 888-84-WATER or visit us online. One of Sean Abel's closest friend, Jesse Love, uh, bringing us back for break. And uh, Jesse, the two-time defending ARCA West champion with uh, Toyota Racing Development. And uh, Jesse making a name for himself. And Sean trying to follow Jesse right up the ladder. So, um, and boy, um, talking about your mowing business, that has to take up a majority of your summer days doing this. So, um, in your spare time, if you have any, how do you, um, how do you prepare for racing either mentally, physically, what kind of, um, you know, fitness, nutrition, uh, do you do I racing at all for simulation training? What do you do? Um, so I do, I race, I race almost every night. Actually, I try to get on there as much as I can just to get some seat time, even though it's not, you know, of course it's not the same feeling as being in a real car. Um, but it's still good to help out in that sense yeah absolutely so do you have do you do you do anything that's sort of a non-racing hobby um i do well i i was playing tennis and i do go uh fishing i live right across from the lake actually um so i've been going out every night and i'll just try to catch a catfish or two how relaxing is that yeah very relaxing isn't that great yeah it's incredible um fishing bores me to tears i probably just made some people mad but happy to go out in the boat i just i'm i'm one of these people if i'm gonna actually do an activity it has to like keep me motivated and you know and so um i play in a pool league and i do a lot of other things like that poker but fishing is just sometimes it's like going out deer hunting you can wait for hours yeah i'm i agree with that i (laughs) used i used to actually 
sit out there. Well, I do sometimes as well. I'll sit out there and just play music and sit because I don't mind that sometimes. Yeah, um, no, it's but very at the relaxing. same time, I do. Usually, I don't always have the exact patience to yeah. sit there for hours. Um, so sometimes I'll just you know set it out and then I'll come back in an hour. Yeah, so. you go. But that makes it fun. See if you know, anybody, anything's bitten the hook. Yeah, um, bitten the bait yet? Um, so that is fun. Um, so do you do you work out at all? Do you do any kind of? Are you at a gym or talk about that part of it? Because I know every racer seems to have some sort of a program for that. Um, so I do, I don't have any big programs like that where I go into a literal gym and work out in okay. that sense. Um, but I do ride my bike quite a bit, you know, I'll take it out and ride a mile or two, you know, doing a few all the times. Stuff is yeah, of course. And, um, and I do, you know, I have like a, a pull up bar and things like that. So I'm still oh. outside and being active. But it, and I think that's cool. Now talk about your homeschooled. So, um, is there a favorite subject? Um, so really I love history. That's always something that I've enjoyed is history class and then, and science as well. I'm, I'm good at both of those. Oh, interesting. Okay. Do you have, I mean, obviously I guess I was going to ask you, do you have, if, if you, if, you know, racing doesn't work out for you, do you have another plan, but you've already got a business. So I guess it would be that, right? Well, yes. Um, of course I just, I love mowing and being outside, even though it helps pay for racing on a normal day, I would still do it either way. Um, so, of course, mowing, I'll continue to do that as well. Um, but the plan is to also go to college and get some degree for engineering. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you are planning on, so UNC Charlotte, maybe. That's a great engineering school. Um, and there are many, obviously. So uh, that's definitely a good goal, I think. And uh, you can always still continue to do the the mowing business on the side um, and develop that as you want to. So that's really cool. Um, all right. So what is something about you that is interesting that maybe not everybody knows? Hmm. That's a good question. Um, hmm. I'm not really sure. Um, maybe a lot of people don't know. I'm into, I like, you know, late 60s, 70s, and 80s music. Oh. That's something that... <laughs> I think my family knows that a lot, but I'm not sure if everybody else knows. That was back when music was still music and I agree. made by real instruments and not computers, see? Um, well, you, the, the, our WSIC audience, uh, respect to me, just, you just went up. Uh, and so do you have a favorite like group? Um, I like the Eagles, um, nice. Cre- Credence, Clearwater Revival. Very nice. Um, I like Brian Adams. He's one of my favorites. He's 80s, but I like him. It's all right. Um, I saw him in concert once. Oh, uh, let's see. Actually, um, he was very good. Surprisingly good. I like uh, Journey. So there's a lot. Too many to name. I'm a big Rush fan. Do you you are? listen to Rush? Yeah. 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 Rush, Rush was an amazing group. Um, but yeah, that's uh, now, I mean, it's, it's not fashionable for you to admit that you're a Brian Adams fan, but you know <laughs> what? Um, you know, good. <laughs> Too bad, people. Brian actually puts on good shows. Yes. Uh, yeah, I saw him in a casino one time and um, was in like the fifth row. And the last song he played was um, a guitar-driven version of Rock Me. 
And it was it's it's a blues song. I had no idea he could play guitar like that, yeah. you know, because you, you don't hear him do that on his singles. And um, boy, he just ripped the guitar. It was great. It was a great way to finish the show. But um, you know, just a, a really good entertainer. Okay, so let's uh, let's throw some uh, some rapid fire questions and see where Sean goes with this. This is always fun to do, especially with the younger drivers, because you never know what you're going to get. If you could keep only three apps. Just three apps on your phone. That's it. Which three are you keeping? Um, so I'm constantly looking at the weather. That's something I enjoy. I always, I well, actually you have to be because you mow. Yeah, that's true. I'm always, so I'm always on there and I actually have basically like a calendar where I mark every day what the weather was and what the temperature is. Really? Yeah. Are you like a weather fanatic? In a way, actually for Christmas, uh, two years ago, I asked for like a weather system because that's just something I enjoy. Like, do they make weather systems for home people? Like, I didn't know that was even a thing. Is that a thing? It, well, what is it? What is a weather system? So it's basically it looks like a like an iPad almost. Um, oh, and it tells you you know what the temperature is inside, outside, wind, humidity, everything. Which sort of what your phone can tell you. Um, but I. <laughs> so I, then, why do you need the weather system, Sean? I don't know. I sort of just <laughs> something I just like to look at so maybe you should go into meteorology for a career because you do realize that meteorologists literally it doesn't matter how many times they're wrong they never get fired that's true that is true it I... is absolutely a fireproof uh because <laughs> yeah. fi- here's the deal all you got to do every day is say partly cloudy with a chance of rain and you're covered no matter what yeah, it does like today co- yeah, yeah like today partly cloudy with a chance <laughs> of rain um okay so um so you're keeping what weather app do you have though it's the weather channel i actually okay. encourage all my family members to get that one <laughs> i'm sure they really get into that what are the other two apps you're keeping um instagram i'm not you know I, i'm not one to be on my phone all the time but it's something that i can sort of you know post on and yeah, show everybody how i'm fun. doing okay what else what's the third one Maybe, wow. Oh, maybe TikTok, actually. I oh, like to I've, see. I was about to say, here's a kid who can barely get to three, and then you pulled the typical teenage TikTok. Uh, um, okay, well, that's no, that's uh, if that's something you use a lot, um, and obviously for your racing, it's a way to build a, a fan base, right? right so, right. Um, so there's his three ops. We're going to fire more at Sean Abel in just a moment. You've been listening to the Lead Lap Show. Home to Southeast Motorsports coverage on the radio. For more exciting and passionate motorsport content, follow Lead Lap Show on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. And visit leadlapshow.com. The opinions expressed by our guests are their own and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, affiliates, or marketing partners of the Lead Lap Show. No part of this show may be reproduced in any manner without the expressed written consent of the Lead Lap Show. Thank you for listening. One of Sean Abel's closest friend, Jesse Love, uh, bringing us back for break. And uh, Jesse, the two-time defending ARCA West champion with uh, Toyota Racing Development. And uh, Jesse making a name for himself. And Sean trying to follow Jesse right up the ladder. So, um, and boy, um, talking about your mowing business, that has to take up 
a majority of your summer days doing this. So um, in your spare time, if you have any, how do you um, how do you prepare for racing, either mentally, physically? What kind of, um, you know, fitness, nutrition? Uh, do you do I racing at all for simulation training? What do you do? Um, so I do I race. I race almost every night. Actually, I try to get on there as much as I can just to get some seat time, even though it's not, you know, of course, it's not the same feeling as being in a real car, um, but it's still good to help out in that sense. Yeah, absolutely. So do you have, do you, do you do anything that's sort of a non-racing hobby? Um, I do. Well, I, I was playing tennis and I do go, um, uh, fishing. I live right across from the lake actually. Um, so I've been going out every night and I'll just try to catch a catfish or two. How relaxing is that? Yeah, very relaxing. Isn't that great? Yeah, it's incredible. Um, fishing bores me to tears. I probably just made some people mad, but happy to go out in the boat. I just, I'm, I'm one of these people. If I'm going to actually do an activity, it has to like keep me motivated, and you know, and so um, I play in a pool league, and I do a lot of other things like that, poker. But fishing is just sometimes it, it's like going out deer hunting. You can wait for hours. Yeah, I, I'm, I agree <laughs> with that. I used, you know? I used to actually. See sit out there well i do sometimes as well i'll sit out there and just play music and sit because i don't mind that sometimes yeah, um no it's but at the relaxing. same time i do usually i don't always have the exact patience to yeah. sit there for hours um so sometimes i'll just you know set it out and then i'll come back in an hour or yeah, so but that makes it fun See, you know anything's bitten the hook yeah um uh, bitten the bait yet um so that is fun um so do you do you work out at all? Do you do any kind of? Are you at a gym or talk about that part of it? Because I know every racer seems to have some sort of a program for that. Um, so I do. I don't have any big programs like that where I go into a literal gym and work out in okay. that sense. Um, but I do ride my bike quite a bit. You know, I'll take it out and ride a mile or two. You know, and doing all the times long stuff. Is yeah, of course. And um, and I do. You know, I have like a, a pull up bar and things like that. So I'm still oh. outside and being active. But it, and I think that's cool. Now, talk about your homeschooled. So, um, is there a favorite subject? Um, so, really, I love history. That's always something that I've enjoyed is history class and and science as well. I'm I'm good at both of those. Oh, interesting. Okay. Do you have? I mean, obviously, I guess I was going to ask you. Do you have if if you, if you know racing doesn't work out for you, do you have another plan? But you've already got a business. So I guess it would be that, right? Well, yes, um, of course. I just I love mowing and being outside, even though it helps pay for racing. On a normal day, I would still do it either way. Um, so, of course, mowing, I'll continue to do that as well. Um, but the plan is to also go to college and get some degree for engineering. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you are planning on, so UNC Charlotte, maybe that's a great engineering school. Um, and there are many, obviously. So uh, that's definitely a good goal, I think. And uh, you can always still continue to do the, the mowing business on the side um, and develop that as you want to. So that's really cool. Um, all right. So what is something about you that is interesting that maybe not everybody knows? Hmm. That's a good question. Um, hmm. I'm not really sure. Um, maybe a lot of people don't know. I'm into, I like, you know, late 60s, 70s, and 80s music. Oh. That's something that, yeah. 
I think my family knows that a lot, but I'm not sure if everybody else knows. That was back when music was still music and made by real instruments and not computers, see? Um, well, you, the, the, our WSIC audience, uh, respect to me, just, you just went up. Uh, and so do you have a favorite like group? Um, I like the Eagles. Um, Nice. Credence, Clearwater Revival. Very nice. Um, I like Brian Adams. He's one of my favorites. He's 80s, but I like him. Sorry. Um, I saw him in concert once. Oh, uh, let's see. Actually, um, he was very good. Surprisingly good. I like uh, Journey. So there's a lot. Too many to name. I'm a big Rush fan. Do you you listen to Rush? Yeah. 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 Rush, Rush was an amazing group. Um, but yeah, that's uh, now, I mean, it's, it's not fashionable for you to admit that you're a Brian Adams fan, but you know what? <laughs> um, you know, good. <laughs> Too bad, people. Brian actually puts on good shows. Yes. Uh, yeah, I saw him in a casino one time and um, was in like the fifth row. And the last song he played was um, a guitar-driven version of "Rock Me," mm-hmm. and it was it's it's a blues song. I had no idea he could play guitar like that. Yeah. You know, because you, you don't hear him do that on his singles. And, um, boy, he just ripped the guitar. It was great. It was a great way to finish the show. But, um, you know, just a, a really good entertainer. Okay, so let's, uh, let's throw some, uh, some rapid-fire questions and see where Sean goes with this. This is always fun to do, especially with the younger drivers, because you never know what you're going to get. If you could keep only three apps, just three apps on your phone, that's it. Which three are you keeping? Um, so I'm constantly looking at the weather. That's something I enjoy. I always, I actually well, you have to be cause you mow. Yeah, that's true. I'm always, so I'm always on there and I actually have basically like a calendar where I mark every day what the weather was and what the temperature is. Really? Yeah. Are you like a weather fanatic? In a way, actually for Christmas, uh, two years ago, I asked for like a weather system cause that's just something I enjoy. Like, do they make weather systems for home people? Like, I didn't know that was even a thing. Is that a thing? It, well, what is it? What is a weather system? So it's basically it looks like a like an iPad almost. Um, oh, and it tells you you know what the temperature is inside, outside, wind, humidity, everything. Which sort of what your phone can tell you. Um, but I. <laughs> so I, then, why do you need the weather system, Sean? I don't know. I sort of just <laughs> something I just like to look at so maybe you should go into meteorology for a career because you do realize that meteorologists literally it doesn't matter how many times they're wrong they never get fired that's true that is true it is absolutely a fireproof uh because here's the deal all you got to do every day is say partly cloudy with a chance of rain and you're covered no matter what it does like today yeah Yeah. like today partly cloudy with a chance (laughs) of rain um okay so um so you're keeping what weather app do you have though it's the weather channel i actually encourage all my family members to get that one (laughs) i'm sure they really get into that what are the other two apps you're keeping um instagram i'm not you know i'm not one to be on my phone all the time but it's something that i can sort of you know post on and show everybody how i'm doing okay what else what's the third one Mm -hmm. Maybe, wow. Oh, maybe TikTok, actually. I like to, <sighs> See, I was about to say, here's a kid who can barely get to three, and then you pulled the typical teenage TikTok. Uh, um, okay, well, that's no, that's uh, if that's something you use a lot, um, and obviously for your racing, it's a way to build a, a fan base, right? right so right. Um, so there's his three ops. We're going to fire more at Sean Abel in just a moment. You've been listening to The Lead Lap Show, home to Southeast Motorsports coverage on the radio. 
For more exciting and passionate motorsport content, follow Lead Lap Show on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. And visit leadlapshow.com. The opinions expressed by our guests are their own and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, affiliates, or marketing partners of the Lead Lap Show. No part of this show may be reproduced in any manner without the expressed written consent of the Lead Lap Show. Thank you for listening.